Um, again to the fourth chapter of the gospel recorded by Matthew, Matthew chapter 4 and verses 23 through 25 is our text. Um, Matthew chapter 4. Hope you're reading and in your reading daily. If you haven't been reading the Bible, uh, read the Bible at least. Uh, uh, right now we're in covenant, what, to do at least 15 minutes a day. Somebody say 15. You, you can go farther than more than that, but at least 15 minutes a day. Turn the TV set off and just get somewhere, get you a nice cup of coffee. I would say go to Starbucks, but they could, you could get arrested there. But I mean, but um, just go somewhere. All right, let me be all right. Let's, let's go somewhere where you can be alone and just uh, read, read the word. Amen. The word of God. Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25 uh, is what we'll be preaching from. Whatever translation you have, let's read it out loud together. Verses 23 through 25. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, okay? And let's read. And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments and those who were possessed with demons and those who were epileptic and those who had palsy and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond the Jordan. Amen. The grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of our God will stand forever. Just want to talk about the ministry of Jesus. Uh, you, you may be seated. The ministry of, of Jesus. Amen. The ministry of, of Jesus. As a kingdom focused fellowship, the example we are following uh, is the ministry of Jesus Christ. Just as he called uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John, he also calls us to follow him. Jesus make it very clear. Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 19. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This week, our what commission is what invite at least 10 people church next Sunday. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This is the mandate of the master. This is the priority of the savior. 
and the blueprint of success. Churches want to measure success. Well, your success is if you're doing what the master said to do. Amen. I don't worry about the crowd. He told me to preach. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men on to me. And today we are being totally inundated with all kinds of ministries on the radio, on TV, on the internet. And the reason so many Christians are not experiencing the reality of Christ in their lives is because they are not leaving their nets. When you follow Christ, you got to be some net leavers. Amen. Amen. Some of y'all trying to drag your nets with you. But he said, he, and, and they left their nets. Follow. You got to leave your net, whatever your net is. Some of y'all have several nets. And you're entangled in your net. And you're trying to follow Christ in your entanglement, in your net. You got to drop your net. Amen. I, I don't have time this morning to tell you about net, but drop your net. Tell your neighbor, drop your net. Amen. Drop, drop your net. Leave your net. Come on, leave whatever it is. We'll pray for you afterward. We got to leave the net. If you've been saved, you can't drag your net with you. And, and, and so Jesus now enters uh, the area of his ministry was the area of Galilee. And, and verse number 25, and also some came from Syria. Galilee was a district that covers about 70 to 40 miles. And Josephus uh, wrote one generation later that it were probably between 3 million people in that area that Jesus was doing ministry in. Uh, we have to see ourselves. We're just not here in the city of Austin just to be here. God has planted us here to do ministry. Amen. The ministry of the kingdom. Amen. A whole lot of stuff people mad about don't have nothing to do with ministry. Amen. They cause somebody didn't speak to them. So what? I mean, I mean, somebody look funny. A lot of folks just look funny. If you follow these same folk tomorrow, they'll be still looking the same way. Amen. But our call is ministry, and it's the most important thing of all is the ministry of the kingdom. That is the ministry of Christ. I told you, we have a lot of members, but few disciples. And uh, to be a disciple, you got to find. That's why Jesus is not popular in denominational churches and in religious groups because he is the star, not the Pope, <laughs> not the president, not you. Jesus is the star. We got a lot of superstar Christians nowadays. They on TV and radio and uh, no, ain't but one star. <laughs> and his name is Jesus. Amen. 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 I mean, he's the only one. Amen. I know you think you all that, but you're not the star. He's the star. And, uh, and, and, and he called them. He calls us. It's fascinating, Dr. Robinson. A number of people who've been in church all their lives still haven't gotten disciples. You haven't just been saved to feel good. We ought to come to church. And I believe in throwing down. Matter of fact, I was throwing down driving to church this morning. Amen. Say, Lord, I thank you. I'm driving a pickup and I'm not headed to the hay field. Amen. That's enough to sound about. <laughs> Some of you city folk don't know hay is what you cut. Okay, okay. Now, I, I do that. Amen. Just, amen. Just 
Amen. Just, amen. I mean, just think of, you can thank your Claudia, thank your choir for causing us to understand what God has done. We've been saved to duplicate his ministry. And so many people can't duplicate, duplicate his ministry because you are so wrapped up with you. Oh, I'm surprised. That's why some folk not married. They can't marry themselves. But Jesus said, follow me. I'll make you. Let every man who's going to come after me, let him deny himself. So the ministry of Christ. Two things here this morning. Verse 23, first of all, is the proclamation of Christ. Look what Jesus did. Three things that he did in verse 23. Jesus went throughout all Galilee teaching in their synagogues. See, you, you, can't, you can't be a disciple without being taught. And the synagogue was the hub of the Jewish community. All of their training, their education, was in their synagogues. Uh, in Austin area, there are approximately about eight Jewish synagogues in this Austin area. And the synagogue is where they, they, they had the institution, a primary center of their education, and the synagogue was a popular place of religious activity for the Jews. It used to be like that with the church. See, you'd be a time, these young folk don't remember, but you'd be a time the black church was the hub of our community. We did all of our courting at church. Amen. We had our socials at church. You met your wife or your husband normally at church because it was the hub. That's one problem we have in probably in the black community. We stopped going to church. They've been trying to blame Trump. You ain't prayed in all this year trying to blame Trump. Ain't no Trump. Amen. Used to be a time the black church was the hub. We got so Jesus goes to the religious center to start teaching. He taught first. In this case, he taught first. Information. See, a lot of people would do better. <laughs> God knows if they knew better. Amen. A lot of folks just don't know in the better. That's why you have to be taught how to be a good husband. A good wife. Had to be taught how to be a good deacon, a good member, a good preacher. Jesus taught. And the only thing you can do with ignorance is teach it out. You can't fuss it out. <laughs> you got to teach it out. Jesus went to the center. The hub of the religious activity and started teaching in the Jews. Matter of fact, Paul, whenever Paul went to a new city, he went to the synagogue first. Start teaching the hub of religion. People say and make a joke out of those of us who of color says, if you want to hide something from a black man, just put it in a... Oh, amen. <laughs> we ought to change that. You ought to open a book. Amen. But teaching, teaching, teaching informs. Give you information first. He taught first. Amen. Taught first. And then he preached. There was a difference between teaching and preaching. Preaching is for inspiration. Teaching is for information. See, let me say that again. There's a difference. See, my late pastor, Dr. C.A.W. Clark, used to say all the time, all preaching is not teaching, but if it's good preaching, it contains some teaching. See, and, and so he taught them first, then he preached to them 
to motivate them. He preached to them what? The kingdom of God. See, that's the message. Not the kingdom of St. James, not the kingdom of this and that, but the kingdom of God. That's why I don't watch too much religious TV because, because of the fight. Uh, the kingdom, I, can't, I just can't stand it. Amen. I just, amen. Some of this stuff is so far in left field and folk falling out. What? Amen. That's why, amen. I watch no more than 10 hours of TV a week. And if I do happen to run across me on TV, I keep the Bible open on me. Well, bless his name. Amen. See, some of y'all see it on TV, you think it's true. Because a prophet or apostle said it. Where is that in the Bible? See, where, where, where is that in the book? See, and Jesus taught them first the Bible. A whole lot of folk, a lot of folk think they're supposed to fight the preacher. They've been taught that. Let me tell you what, son. You watch that preacher, don't you? See, amen. Some of y'all married women. Their mama talking, watch your husband. Don't let your husband know everything. You keep your eye on him. You see what your daddy did to us, so you better watch him. <laughs> well bless his name <laughs> he taught he taught them and then he preached he motivated them look what he preached look keep your bibles open he preached the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of the kingdom is the grace of God the gospel is the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ it is the grace of God all of us deserve to be in hell but the gospel of grace gave us another chance. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. Not your religious affiliation, not all that kind of stuff, but it's the grace of God. Yes, sir. It's the grace of God. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. So when I hear a sermon, I'm listening for the God. I don't want to hear about you and all this foolishness, how you can have a chicken in every pot and all that kind of mess. Amen. No, I want to hear about the gospel of the kingdom. Some people suffer because they disobedient. <laughs> okay, amen. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Man, what a, what a word. The gospel of the kingdom is good news for sinners. Listen, rascal, you deserve to be in hell. You're no good, backbiting, druggy, homemonging self. However, the gospel says you can be saved. <laughs> well, that's good news, man. <laughs> amen. I know a lot of y'all never done anything wrong. So I'm just preaching to about four or five people, amen, that used to be alcoholic or used to be all jacked up, messed up from the flow up. You went to the hotel so much, folk thought you owned it. Amen. 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 But, but then you heard the grace of God. Hey, I'm not condemned. Hey. That's the good news. He preached the kingdom. He didn't preach about everybody having a Mercedes. He didn't preach. Amen. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah, that's, that's the good news, baby. That's what people come to hear. People don't come to hear too much about me. Ain't too much to me. Just from my enterprise. They want to hear the kingdom, boy. And that's the good news. He preached that, man. That old preacher used to preach. Now they everybody trying to be cute. Amen. See? And again, that's the difference between teaching and preaching. Amen. Teaching informs me. Preaching motivates me. That's why after a good service on Sunday morning, you're looking for that devil. Where is that devil? I'm... When we used to get motivated, we don't get motivated much no more. Amen. We just go through life. 
But when you used to get motivated, remember when you used to get all worked up? You said, man, I love me some Jesus. Everybody you saw, listen, I know a man preaching most. That's how black folk made it. Dr. Joseph Jackson in his book, The Proclamation Theology said, why we made it through slavery and Jim Crowism was because on Sunday morning they put on their Sunday, go to meet clothes and went to church and heard the old preacher preach that God will make a way somehow. And we were not committing suicide back then. Now they, I never thought I'd see it. That big mom said, I never thought it. You see, black folk committing suicide. Anybody should have been committing suicide. It was our four parents who had to go to the back door, who had to say yes, sir, and no, sir, and never missed the beat. They just kept on singing, I know the Lord will make a way somehow. And going to hear the old preacher preach, hang on in there. But nowadays, we all fat, fine, and fluffy. We don't even get excited about nothing. Not about heaven. For the preacher, he preached. Amen. He, he preached. That's why, that's why 39 years, Reverend Franklin preached. Don't fool yourself. Thank God for a good choir. But when they, you need a preacher. Amen. I told somebody after 39 years, when Reverend Franklin died, y'all didn't go looking for a choir director. <laughs> And when I'm gone, you won't be looking for a musician. You're going to be looking. We need a preacher. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. You, you need to hear. How can they hear without a preacher? And he preached. And then look what else he did. After he taught, informed them, then he motivated them. Then look what he did. He healed all manner of sickness. Only Jesus. Amen. I get, I get tired of these folk running around. I like they can heal somebody. No, no. This, this is his demonstration. His, his, his proclamation, verses 23c through 25, deal with his demonstration of his power. Jesus came to defeat men's pain. And the important things about Jesus is that he was not satisfied with simply telling men the truth in words. He came to turn that truth into deeds. Florence uh, Alshon said, the great missionary teacher said, an ideal is never yours until it comes out of your fingertips. James said, James 1.22, but be ye a doer of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. So what Jesus did, he demonstrated his power by healing all disease. And watch these folk promising they're going to heal you. Can't nobody heal but Jesus. Jesus used us as an instrument, but you know, the healer is Jesus. Well, amen, amen. I, I, uh, uh, excuse for being personal, but in my gifting God have given me the gift of healing I can pray for people at time they'll be healed but but Jesus healed everybody see the gift of healing is still not operative like it was in the first century church because mostly folk get healed they got to be on TV in Africa amen but the real gift of healing, if I had the power to heal after the funeral this past Friday, I went visit one of our members in the hospital. If I had the gift of healing, I would have turned out Satan. Well, Brown, help me, Lord. Doc, if I, if I, uh, 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 only Jesus can heal. 
Now he uses people, so don't get it wrong, but Reverend, because folk always half listen. They, I hear Reverend Clinton say he don't believe in healing. See, that's somebody had it. Wake up, amen. All healing is done through Jesus Christ. Don't let nobody fool you. You ain't got to get no blessed water, no prayer cloth unless you just want to. And if you just got to have some blessed water and a prayer cloth, come see me. I'll pray over it. I'm anointed and appointed. And you can keep that money and put it in the church. But only one man can heal and his name is Jesus. He demonstrated his power. Look, he healed on all three levels. First of all, he healed on the spiritual level. Those with demons. That's on the spiritual level. Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 20. That demonic activity. The demons are real because what? The devil is real. Man killed his family yesterday in Corpus Christi. That's demonic. These folk acting funny. A lot of times it's demonic. Amen. Some of you being oppressed by demons. That's why you got to leave your nets. You got to get rid of all your old stuff from the world. Throw away your old Playboy magazines and Playgirls and your witchcraft stuff. Your little crystals. Your little ornaments. Your little different color candles. Scented candles. and That's demonic. I know it get quiet right here. Oh, heal that's demonic demonic activity he healed them these people acting crazy like that killing people for no reason he healed demons and I've seen some people who were demon possessed see a Christian cannot be demon possessed a Christian can be demonically oppressed what we call a blue Monday many times is demonic activity they ever trying to oppress you and depress you for believers. Somebody, there are some Christians here depressed this morning because of the devil. That's demonic. See? And that's why you got to cut loose all those demonic activities that you used to do and even have to cut loose some of these demonic people. And he healed them. I know you don't believe it no more because some of y'all matriculated at UT and HT no longer believe in demon spirits. But ask the next policeman you see. This stuff that's going on is demonic. People hating people. Hatred is of the devil. People can't get along. That's demonic. He healed. He healed him. And then not only on the, on the spiritual, then he healed on the mental. Those who were having seizures. Those who were having epileptics. Or, or moon hollerers. The, the, the mental, and he, he healed. And a lot of mental disease, all people with a mental disease is not demonic possessed, but some are. And he healed their irrational behavior. See, some of y'all used to have, see, when you get saved, that's why Paul said, uh, 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 and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, your mind. See, before, before we got saved, we had a lot of stuff in our minds. Aren't you glad nobody know what you're thinking? Aren't you glad on Sunday morning we don't plug nothing in and put what you're thinking on the screen? Say, my God, what? What? 
Mental. Salvation, mental. He got to yeah, get your mind. He healed them mentally. And one of my former deacon chairman, Deacon Alvin Ringer of the Bethlehem Baptist Church, used to say, when you open your mouth, your mind is on parade. Just start listening to what some folk are saying. Wait the world. <laughs> and you just left church? I mean, he, he healed. See, amen. That mind, you got to guard your mind. The devil will blow your mind. He'll tell you you can't be saved. He'll tell you you ain't nothing. He'll blow your mind. Jesus, heal the mental. Mind need to be healed. Got saved, get to heal my mind. Had a lot of crazy thoughts. Going through the mind of B.W. McClendon. Had some stuff. Anybody else have some stuff? Aren't you glad nobody know your stuff? But Jesus, because see, you can't live beyond your mental. If a mind in the gutter, you're going to be in the gutter. As a man thinking in his heart, so he, so he healed them mentally. Got to get your mind right. I woke up this morning with my mind staying. You got to be careful what you watch. You can't be watching Equalizer 2 and you want to kill everybody, you get through watching it. You just want to, okay, no, all right. <laughs> well, help me, Lord. Let me go. You can't watch. <laughs> Man, you watch Disney or you want to, you want to kill everybody. Hey, man, you got, got to be careful of your mind. That's why drugs are so tough. They mess with your mind. You get drunk. You don't know where you are. Your mind. He healed them. A lot of saints just need their minds clean. See, some of y'all think everybody's trying to go to bed with you. Your mind, because what? You used to go to bed with everybody, so you think everybody. A lot of folk ain't thinking about you. You don't, you don't look that good. I mean, come on. They're after me. Who after you? Okay, okay. Better change your mind. All right, amen. He healed, he healed them mentally. Yes, my mind, my mind. Don't have to, but my mind. I taught psychology, and I know the power of a thought. See, power of thinking, man. That's why some of y'all in debt today. Why? Because you're watching TV. That commercial come on. You just got to have that new BMW. Well, that's why some of us fighting the buds because you sitting watching TV. Just got through eating. And that Bluebell commercial come on. You know you're not hungry. You know you don't need it. Goodbye. Wait let me finish up the mind. He, he healed them mentally. Then also he healed them physically. He healed the paralyzed. Though with all kinds of various physical ailments. He, he healed them. And he heals a healer. He, 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 there are many of us here. Don't have time this morning to talk about it. But many of us here this morning can testify. He is a physical healer. Some, some of us been sick and uh, we are still here <laughs> and the doctor's dead. Because <laughs> he's a healer. He, 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 he heals us physically. Thank God. That, that, thank God. He's that kind of a God. He, he, he heals. 
Oh, he heals, he heals, no matter what the problem is. That's why we can boldly bring people to Jesus. No matter what the problem is, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, or whether it's physical, we can bring people to Jesus. So come say, I know a man. I know a man that can work a miracle. You see, he is a miracle worker. And we are here this morning. I know I'm here this morning because he is a miracle worker. When you read Matthew chapter 8, just Matthew chapter 8 alone, look at the miracles of Jesus. He heals a leper. He heals a centurion's daughter. He heals Peter's mother-in-law. He steals the wind and the waves. And he casts out the demons of Garenia. Jesus is a miracle worker. No wonder that's why you ought to tell people we talk about Jesus over here. We're not trying to be Baptist. We're not trying to be cultured. We're not trying to be Methodist. We're not trying to be intellectual, but we're trying to tell people about Jesus because he is a miracle worker. Yes, sir, in every court of law, when a case is brought against someone, there must be undisputed evidence that a crime has been committed. In every court of law, when they bring up, there must be uh, undisputed evidence that something wrong was committed. Well, those of us who are saved, we are the evidence and the proof that he is a miracle worker. Those of us who have been snatched as a brand from the vine, we are evidence that Jesus is a miracle worker. Those of us who have been born from above, uh, we are evidence. People talking about God is not real. You ought to say, hold on just a moment. Uh, you ought to stand up and give your testimony. I used to smoke 25 pints a day. Uh, I used to drink everything I could get my hands on. But now I'm sober. I'm at home with my own wife because I bumped into the miracle worker. And his name is not Trump. Uh, his name is not Obama. His name is nobody but the name of Jesus. And he is a miracle worker. And you can see why the fame, his fame got out. And, and people start following Jesus. And let me tell you what, it doesn't matter what generation you are. People still are hungry for the living bread. And we need to tell them that Jesus is still in business. We need to tell them Jesus is still a miracle worker. We need to tell them that he is able to do the impossible. For with God, 
beyond uh, nothing shall be impossible uh, we ought to tell them uh, amazing grace uh, how sweet the sound uh, that save a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found blind but now I see he's a miracle worker we ought to tell it whatever you need he's able to do it his fame spread tell people ain't heard of McClendon but they ought to know about Jesus tell them whatever you need he'll able yes hey thank you he laid his hands on me and I'm not the only one anybody else here remember when Jesus laid his hands on you yes the joy that flood my soul Jesus laid his hands on me he did he did he did he did he laid his hand on me he's a miracle worker yes yes thank you thank you that's how we need to tell everybody he did it then and he can do it again he's a miracle worker I think about where I would be if Jesus hadn't saved me and I want to thank him for saving me he will he will I know it alright thank you he's a miracle worker tell him on your job tomorrow He's a miracle. You ought to point to yourself that, oh, if you had seen me then, you seen those commercials before and after. You ought to show your before picture and then the after. He's a miracle worker. Hey, and I'm through this morning, but listen, America needs a miracle not a political not economic the only miracle we need is a miracle from Jesus and if I could talk to President Trump I say instead of talking with Putin you ought to call a national prayer meeting because we need a miracle and he will work a everywhere teaching preaching and healing and everywhere you go see we get all hung up about who can preach listen every believer 
is a preacher of the word. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. If you're saved, you're a preacher of the word. I know some of you got to go to work. There's one having to leave. Now, preach on your job. Because people want to know why you're so happy. Have you ever seen so many negative looking folk? My God. Whoa, like they're the crew director for the Titanic. My God. And here you are, show up happy. Let me tell y'all what. Say, why are you so happy? Because you keep going to work happy. Somebody going to ask you. Say, what you drinking? Say, what you? Say, ain't nobody that happy all the time. Now, I know something. Something must be. Say, nope. I'm high right now. I'm high off the Holy Ghost. Amen. His ministry. And now we are to do his ministry. Teach every chance you get. Preach every chance you get. And then let him do the healing. A lot of folks just mad. They just need to be healed. He can do that. The ministry of Christ. Uh, those are church open now. I care discipleship people are coming. There may be somebody who wants to be saved. Say, I, I want to be saved. Listen. All of us going to get out of here sooner or later. And I was thinking this morning, Reverend Eichner, what a golden opportunity for us to witness during this hot weather. You all tell folks, you think it's hot right now. I mean, you all, you got a good opportunity. Say, you think it's hot now, folks trying to fan? So, woo. Say, you think it's hot here. Hell going to be seven times hotter. So, I mean, you got an opportunity. See, here you can stay inside. Here you don't have to go outside. In hell, you are there forever. Eternity.